Welcome to Dishing Heat with Wolfie and Big Shots on. We're your hosts, Nathan Wolf. And Max Song. Today we're talking about the trade deadline, which is one of the most interesting we've had in a long time this year. Uh, star trades, a ton of role player trades, the emergence of second round picks being shipped, 27 of the 30 teams got involved. So almost every single team had something to do that was relevant. And if your team didn't, that's almost a big deal in and of itself. We're going to start with the Los Angeles makers who made a huge array of moves, including the D'Angelo Russell trade. They shipped out Thomas Bryant, brought in Mo Bamba. So what do you think about what the Lakers did at the deadline? Well, I think the Lakers look a lot better now. They they shipped out two serviceable players in Russ and Thomas Bryant in exchange for four. I think D'Lo fits this team a lot better. He's shooting really efficient over the last couple of games, 48-42, um, uh, over like 32 games or something. I don't love D'Lo as a player that much, but he fits the Lakers a lot better. Uh, Malik Beasley is a shot chucker, but he's a shooter. Uh, he's not shooting that efficient this year, but he can get better. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, I think, fits on every single team. He's that defensive guy that does every little every little thing that every team needs, the dirty work. So that fits the Lakers a lot. He's that energy guy that people need. I don't like the Thomas Bryant trade, but that's because he asked out. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault the Lakers that much. But I did really love Thomas Bryant this year on the Lakers because he was so underrated. He was he was a stretch big bullied people people even said he looked like Shaq at times which he did he looked so good but they replaced him with Mo Bamba who I don't think is as good this year but he's also a stretch big who can bully a little bit so I don't think that's big of a deal I, I would give the Lakers like an AA I don't think they could have done much better with with just one pick and the pick even had protections on it which which shocked me but I think this is a great deadline by the Lakers yeah I think it's it's really interesting I think they did really well as well um, when I first saw it, I was really upset about the Thomas. Not really upset, but just, I thought it was unfortunate they had to ship Thomas Bryant and they got in Mo Bamba. When you think about it, they're both um, offensive-minded bigs. Granted, Mo Bamba is better defensively. Mm. Both are like stretch bigs. Um, Obama can definitely shoot um, maybe a little bit better than Thomas Bryant, honestly. So I don't hate that. He His offensive game in the paint is significantly worse though than Thomas Bryant's. He is a little bit better defensively, so it, it starts to even out. I mean, Mobamba is big, he's got length, but he doesn't really know how to use it, if we're being honest. We've seen potential from him, um, but at this point, I think we kind of know what we're getting from Mobamba. I'd be shocked if he took another leap, but I mean, a stretch big who's not going to shoot a lot is not bad for this team. And then we talk about you get rid of Westbrook for uh, for D'Angelo Russell, that I'm a huge fan of. I, I know Russell is inefficient, but he can play make, he can move the rock, he can shoot at a high clip, um, even in years where he wasn't efficient, usually the three ball was efficient, if nothing else, maybe not the two-point game, but that's fine. All we need him to do is go around and shoot threes. Um, he's not going to need to create nearly as much offense as he used to. Um, and then we talk about yeah, Jared Vanderbilt fits in every team. Great guy to get for this team. I mean, the Lakers at their heart can be a defensive-minded team, and Jared Vanderbilt's going to help that for sure. Um, by getting rid of Thomas Bryant, you do also free up space for him in the backcourt. Um, and then you go get... Malik Beasley as well. Listen, he's overpaid. He hasn't been great in the last few years. But also, the guy can shoot it really, really well. And if you give him space, he's knocking those down. Well, this team is going to be able to create space. AD and, and LeBron are going to drive. And now if you get those two plus Malik Beasley, D'Lo space in the floor, I really like the way this team looks. I think it, the only thing I'd fault them for, if it was at all possible, was to make these trades earlier. I mean, they're the 13 seed now. They're five games under five hundred. It's going to be a huge climb to get back into a decent seed in the playoffs. I would really think you want to be out of the play and you want to be like a top six seed, but I don't know if that's possible anymore. I mean, it'd be ideal to play a team like the Kings in the first round. You can beat them, but 
Oh, no, yeah, I agree with you. I think they had a really, really good deadline. Sure. Let's talk about another blockbuster trade then. You know we have to talk about this. Let's talk about the KD to the Suns trade. What do you think of that? KD to the Suns is a really interesting trade. I mean, so you, let's talk about the compensation first for KD because you're getting four first-round picks, which is every pick they could have traded. One pick swap, which is interesting. But you're also going to get uh, Macau Bridges, who we've been informed he's worth at least four first-round picks because they denied, they declined to trade to trade him away for four firsts. So essentially, you're getting at least eight firsts in there. Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson's worth a first guaranteed. I know he's a rental. I still think he's worth a first. NJ Crowder, they end up shipping for five more seconds. The amount of value you got out of KD is nuts. Now, you almost never get enough value back for a guy who's like a star, superstar player. And if he ends up being like that guy on Phoenix, which he probably will be, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, the trade could still look bad, but I think this is almost the most compensation you could really look to get for KD. Um, I've heard that... There's no way he didn't ask out. Uh, if they were going to trade him at the deadline, they probably could have got more value in the offseason, which maybe is fair. But I really don't mind it. You're going to get Mikal Bridges a max guy. I, the only thing I don't like in terms of Brooklyn's side is what is, where do they go now? Like You have a lot of good players, and you're maybe going to still make the playoffs. Most likely, I think you could sneak into a lower seed in the playoffs for sure, um, which is going to make it like their path forward interesting. Honestly, that kind of reminds me of like this year's Jazz, where they had just like a bunch of guys, and people didn't think it was going to work, and can end up working. And then in terms of Phoenix, which maybe is the more important side, you built your big three now. You got CP3, Deepak when he gets back, because I believe he's still not healthy. Kevin Durant, that is that is a formidable trio. I mean, you you lost pieces though. Like it's DA is obviously there as well. You got a big four, for being honest. It's interesting. You lost pieces. You you don't have nearly the depth you did before. I mean, they didn't have a lot of depth. They had a campaign. You know, a few guys coming off that bench, but you're playing Damian Lee and Tory Craig and uh, Josh Kogi minutes right now. Like, I actually don't know if they're going to be able to like reach that next level. They have the star power, but do they have the ability to run like seven, eight, nine players out in the playoffs when you need an eight, nine player rotation? It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to watch him on the buyout market. Rumors are that, what's his name? Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, who's just shooting a 38% from three this year, is going to sign with the Suns, which is unfortunate for me because I wanted him to sign with the Mavs as a Kyrie fan, but he's going to sign with the Suns, apparently. And I think that that creates more depth for the Suns. But yeah, I think it's interesting. The Suns are going to look terrifying. I looked at uh, a lot of their plays. They set a lot of down screens and a lot of baseline, like baseline plays with Booker curling around and then some guy, maybe DA, setting a screen versus Chris Paul, and then they roll. And then Chris Paul has an option of lobbing it to DA, or he can kick it out to D-Book, who's curling around for three. Now imagine that play with, let's say, KD and DA both setting a screen, so they're running like, like a horns-type play, with Chris Paul running the point, obviously, and he's running towards the paint. KD pops to the mid-range, DA running towards the rim, Booker still has a curler on action. How the, how the hell do you guard that? Because you have to double at least one of Booker or KD once they get into the mid-range area. They have three of the most lethal mid-range scorers. I think they can beat I think they can beat the Nuggets, to be honest. But I'm still gonna pick the Nuggets as my favorite in the West. Uh, we can talk about that another time. But Jokic can't guard people who can pull up. So Chris Paul, Devin Booker, KD, they're gonna kill Jokic on that drop coverage. So the, the Suns look terrifying. On the net side of things, 
Uh, I think the better comparison is actually 2018-19 Nets. It reminds me a lot of them with Spencer Dinwiddie back there. They have a lot of solid guys, no star players, but the culture looks great again. Macau, like we made a post about Macau Bridges a while ago, how I thought he was better than OG. He's looked phenomenal over the last 15-ish games. And for Brooklyn yesterday, he was also an excellent, excellent player. Cam Johnson, I've loved for a long time. Defender, he can shoot threes at a very, 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 very high clip. I think the Nets, I think they're going to try to sneak in at a lower spot for the playoffs this year. And I think they're going to try to be that sort of ish, like playoff threat-ish, kind of like they played Philly in, in 2018-19. And I think that's their path forward because I don't really think they care. But I hate the Nets front office so much. I don't think they're going to get another star in free agency anytime soon. So I think that's their only path forward or to trade for them using some of those pieces. But yeah, I... I think the trade for Brooklyn was good, and I think the trade for the Suns was really necessary. Shout out the new the new Suns owner, whatever his name is. But first day as the owner, he made a huge trade, and good for him. Yeah, for sure. I I, I do agree with you. I think like the Nets trade was really good, and the conversation they got back. I'm just worried about what they what they do going forward. I mean, they got a lot of good pieces. Cam Johnson is a really really good piece. He's going to command a big value. The only issue is just he's a free agent, and I don't know if he comes and resigns. But he's going to command value. Um, and yeah, obviously that, that Kevin Durant team is going to be really, really scary. I just kind of try to look at the bigger picture, see if they have the pieces to, to like compete in, in Western conference finals in the finals when that bench just isn't nearly as deep as a lot of championship teams would like it to be. There's going to be guys playing that really shouldn't be playing unless of course they can work in the bottom. Good. I do love Terrence Ross. I think he should have gotten out of there two years ago if possible because he, he's been good and he kind of wasted his prime sitting there in uh, in Orlando chucking shots out as the sixth man there. But, you know, whatever. He's out now. That's that's really what matters. So he, he'll be good. But again, I don't know how much he can give you. He was really bad last year. He's been be- much better this year. But we'll see. He can definitely shoot for that team off the bench, which is going to be better than you know, upgrade over like a Landry Shaman, most likely. Uh, but yeah, we can next talk about, speaking of Kyrie Irving, which is talk about the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of people hate this for the Mavericks because Kyrie is the most volatile superstar that we've ever seen in the NBA. But I think they needed to make this trade. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's been so good this year. But he's no not nowhere close to the level of playmaker or shooter or scorer, period, that Kyrie is. Dorian Finney-Smith was the Mavericks' best defender. And he can win you a playoff game. He hit something like eight threes last year in the playoffs or something. Crazy. But I think... Those two, with a first-round pick, isn't that much value for Kyrie if on the contingency that you re-sign him. And I think I think they can re-sign him. So let's talk about the Mavericks side of things real quick. They needed the trade for a superstar like Kyrie because in the Cuban era, they haven't really been able to, in free agency, get a superstar. And I think they needed to do this in order to gamble, really. They, they lowered their... their what, what's it called? Their, they, they could be worse, for sure, if, if Kyrie leaves. But they could definitely be better they, they raised their ceiling and upside a lot and i think luca and Kyrie will look really good this season and i think that's why a big reason why i think Kyrie can resign uh just just thinking about the plays that they could run luca likes posting up a lot and he likes posting up on the on the high post and they always double him in the high post and then Kyrie curls around Kyrie's a great catch and shoot three shooter sorry and he can definitely create off of it so if luca gets doubled at the top of the key he swings it to Kyrie. Four on three, insta score, right? So I think the offense on the Mavericks, Mavericks side of thing is going to be. I think they're going to be the best offense in the NBA with with Luca and Kyrie. But 
their defense Kyrie's actually been a pretty good defender over the last couple of years he's his defensive win shares is better than most people think because he's scrappy he fights he he has good hands he gets a lot of deflections so I think Kyrie can guard the undersized guards I'm a little concerned about Luka but he was always there so I don't think their defense will be that much worse to be honest and the other guys have stepped up so far such as Reggie Bullock for example so on the Mavericks side of things, I think they they needed to make this trade, but I can't really grade it until the offseason to see if Kyrie resigns or not. On the net side of things, it's really confusing to me because if they want to rebuild because they traded away KD, so they clearly want to do something like that, then they could have gotten more draft capital value from other places. But I, I think this trade was mostly revolving around KD. If you look at the pieces that they got, Dinwiddie replaces Kyrie, um, Finney Smith plays that 3 and D shooter that they, they really need. So I, I think they could have gotten more draft capital from some other teams. But overall, for half a season or less than half a season of Kyrie, it's not that bad of a haul. So pretty good trade for Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Mavericks, they're offensively, they're going to be ridiculously scary. The defensive issues were there since the start of the season. Currently, what are they? The 22nd ranked defense by defensive rating. I mean, that is simply not going to cut it, and I think they got worse for sure defensively, which is is going to be an issue. They're much akin to the Kings, honestly, just with way less or way more star power. That duo in the backcourt is going to be super scary. It's going to be really, really fun to watch that team. But I don't really see. I mean, it's always possible. Who knows with Luka Doncic? He's one of the best playoff players we've ever seen, if we're being honest. So who knows once we get there if um, if this team is going to be able to get it done? But I just don't see it happening with the pieces they have. I they just I don't think they have the defensive abilities to 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 win. And then it comes it comes down to well I don't know if he's going to resign. I honestly don't think so. I think I just don't think Dallas makes sense as a as a place for him to resign. But who the heck ever knows what Kyrie Irving's thinking? I think we'll only find that out in the off season. I do agree it's tough to grade in isolation, but you didn't give up a whole lot for a half season of Kyrie Irving, and it kind of felt like a necessary move if you're Dallas. That's why I don't hate the trade. I think you gave up Dinwiddie, who's who's been great. Don't get me wrong, but you didn't. Have, you only have to give up one first round pick. DFS is it hurts. You're you're giving up players like in 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 terms of value, it's not bad. It's just like if you're trying to win a championship and you gave away two players who were really really good for you. That's the confusing part. So in terms of Brooklyn, like I don't think they got back the haul that they were looking for. I think yeah, I think Brooklyn should have looked for a package. That would have revolved around getting a lot more, um, a lot more draft capital or young players. I think it was possible given the market. I think there was teams in the running for Kyrie for sure. That's why I'm slightly just confused about this trade. Honestly, I think it was kind of necessary for Dallas. They they didn't give up a ton, but then what they got back, or what they gave up, isn't what a championship team would give up. DFS is a huge loss. I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of that as a team that's not good defensively, period. You give up probably, yeah, your best defensive player. I don't know. This trade just kind of confuses me. I don't think either trade, like, either team did awful, especially since Kyrie wanted out. The Nets had to find a trade by the end of the deadline, most likely, uh, to get some sort of value for him. Um, and then in terms of Dallas, I think you eventually had to put something beside Luke as quickly as possible, and this does it. But with both teams, I just kind of, they're graded okay. I think it's, as of right now, it's kind of head scratching. As the trade it just kind of looks odd, but I don't know, maybe B minuses for both teams. I just like I think both teams did okay with it. I, I think yeah, I think Brooklyn does a B minus, but Dallas will have to wait and see. 
if he stays re-signs, they make the conference finals much higher grade than if they flame out because they can't defend anyone and then he leaves for LA or something. So I can't grade Dallas yet. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to just, you know, look into the future, see if we can. Yeah. Let's talk about, oh, let's talk about LA then, the other team in LA, the Clippers. I actually love their trades. So let let me just recap their trade so far. They got Mason Plumlee in exchange for Reggie Jackson in the second round pick. They traded Luke Kennard and two second round pick swaps, I think. It was like a three-team trade, um, something with Memphis. I don't really care. But in exchange, oh, sorry, they also gave up John Wall. And in exchange, they got Eric Gordon. And then the biggest trade, in my opinion, or one of the most favorable trades for the Clippers was Bones Highland for just two second-round picks in the trade player exception. So what do you think of these trades? Uh, I'm a big Luke Kennard fan. I think he can be on a playoff team and give you good minutes. The guy just shoots the lights out. He shot 45% from three each of the last three seasons. He's only 26. I know he's being paid a decent amount, but I don't really love that you're giving up Luke Kennard. I mean, Eric Gordon is great and all, and you got three second-round picks back. And don't get me wrong, Eric Gordon does basically fill the role that Luke Kennard has. He's also a guy who's been there before many times with Houston. He's also been he was on the Clippers. Um, he's been in the playoffs before. He, he knows what he's doing, so maybe that's what you're looking for. You dumped John Wall, so I'm not like hating on that. But I, I do like Luke Kennard. I think that, that's a loss that uh, is definitely underrated. I think he just gets shoot the lights out in the playoff series. It's not like Eric Gordon or Luke Kennard are really defending that much anyway. Uh, the Reggie Jackson trade confuses me. Um, I just I just don't get it. Like You, you already have a Vika Zubox. Mason Plumlee is basically having a career gear, which is kind of weird in and of itself. So maybe going to get him is, is the right move. I mean, the guy is a very efficient paint scorer. He can rebound, and he can somehow play make, which is weird. From I don't know, Mason Plumlee's name is not what you think, but uh, I don't know. That one, I feel like if you were going to trade away John Wall, I would have kept Reggie J. The Bones Highland trade is really good. Two seconds for Bones Highland is really, really good. Um, so I definitely don't dislike that. I think you could have definitely just kept Reggie J, though I don't think Mason Plumlee is going to be that much better. The, the upside of Reggie J... Uh, is way higher. I know he's having a bad year. He's been really inefficient. I just have like enough faith in him to come playoffs time when he doesn't have to handle the rock when both stars are healthy that um, that he can be that guy. So I don't know. I'm not sold on the Clippers move. I don't think they get that much better really. Like I, I don't think this is this is really pushing them to another level. That's that's the only issue. I'm gonna disagree with you. I think Reggie Jackson has been bad this year. He's been bad. He's falling out of the favor with Ty Lue. He hasn't really played either. And I don't think he's going to play that well. They don't they don't need him that much because, as you said, he's not going to be handling the rock in the playoffs. And the only reason why Reggie Jackson has looked really good, other than that playoffs run with Paul George, is because everyone's been injured. So he's gotten more opportunity. But this year, assuming your goals is to win the championship and everyone's healthy, you don't need Reggie Jackson. And I think what they really needed was a backup big behind Zubats because who are they playing right now? They're playing Moses Brown. And they don't need Moses Brown to play. Mason Plumlee has been really good this year, actually. He's been a great playmaker, rebounder, scorer. His free throws have gone up. Like, he's, he's been great. And I think he fills that lanky big that they that actually needed. And I don't, don't think that Reggie Jackson is that necessary for this team anymore. It's a little sad to see him go because he was he was good for them for a bit. But I think he gets replaced by Busy Bones, by, by Bones Highland. And I think Bones Highland will play better than him. He has a lot of potential. He 
yeah, I don't know why the hell Denver would do this. I understand that his relationship with Denver was horrible because, for example, once he walked off the bench and they made him fly commercial instead of instead of with the team jet. But two seconds for Bones Highland? They couldn't even get a first? That's, that's kind of crazy to me. When Jay Crowder got five firsts, Bones Highland couldn't get... Sorry, five seconds? And Bones only got two? Kind of crazy to me. I think that was great value for the Clippers. And then the Eric Gordon trade, I'm not that high on Luke Kennard. I understand that he's a great shooter, but I think come playoff time, he cannot guard me, dude. Like, he legit can't guard anything. And I understand that he maybe can come in. I, I think it's a good move for Memphis because they need that shooting because they're one of the worst three-point shooting like teams in the league. But the Clippers don't need that much more shooting. They need a veteran who is capable of creating his own shot at times when Paul George and Kawhi can't really do it or they're getting doubled or they're off and eric gordon can do that he's also clutch eric gordon's much more experienced in the playoffs he plays better defense than luke Kennard, and he can shoot so i think it was a good trade for every trade for the clippers action i think they get quite a bit better i think their depth gets better and i think their rotation gets better that's fair i mean the bones island trade turner bones island trade is great i did not disagree with you that getting trading two seconds for bones island is nuts um i was thinking they're not gonna be able to resign him then i realized they're team options anyway so he's going to be super cheap come the future and he's only going to get better um but i think i disagree with you i think you're just i when i look at reggie jackson i disagree i think he looks the best when he has to do the least the more reggie jackson has to do the worse the player gets when he has to handle the rock when he had to be the first option um in the year when pg was out he did not look good when pg was out when pg came back that's when he started to look good um that's that's what I'm saying. I think I think Reggie Jackson's best when he doesn't have to do a lot. The more Reggie Jackson has to do, the worse he gets. But when he all he has to do is be like a 13, 14 points per game guy, um, playmaking a bit, you know, shooting catch and shoots, he can create his own shot. That's when I think he's best. That's just what I think you're gonna lose come playoff time. Um, I think you downgrade there. I don't 100 percent disagree about the center thing. Like I just feel like maybe there's a better way to, to go about um, getting that center than trading Reggie J. Maybe it's the only thing that was possible. I don't know. I think I don't disagree that like okay sure Luke Kennard can't guard anyone but neither can Eric Gordon really that's my issue with that one I think I'd rather have Luke Kennard's lights out shooting than what Eric Gordon's offering don't care Eric Gordon is he is a winning player uh, there was a year I think it was last year he looked at every game that Eric Gordon dropped 20 the Rockets were like 10 and 1 and the rest of the games they were like whatever it was 9 and 50 like they just won whenever he played well so you know when he had his good nights they they were winning there's clear correlation there so like he he can he can be a great player for that team. He's been there before. I just don't think this makes him significantly better. I think he makes some swaps. Um, you know, you move around some players. If Kawhi and PG can stay healthy and they can start winning, then they can definitely sneak into that ever important top three seed. Uh, but everyone else in the West got better. I don't know. I just I'm not sold on it. That's fair. I I just think I'm lower on Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson than you are. But let's talk about Pirtle. To the Raptors. What do you think of that? I'm just confused. I, for the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking about this. Like they have to, they have to do something. You're the 11 seed. You're five games under 500. Now you haven't looked that bad. They have the 14th best net rating in the league. So it's almost shocking about it. Um, they shouldn't be nearly this bad, but they just are. They they're they're choking in the clutch. They're throwing games away in the second half. Um, they the the stars just haven't looked that good. Fred VanVleet's had an awful year. He's been better, definitely better of late, but he was like horrific to start the season. 
Um, Siakam's having a career year, and I'll be not terribly efficiently, but he's creating for others, rebounding. Um, he's just creating for his own shot. He's been doing everything you want him to do, and yet the team's not winning. They have all these pieces, um, albeit without depth, really. Otto Porter Jr. was not did not work. He ended up being injured. Dad Young hasn't been amazing for them. So maybe that's the issue, is just they didn't have depth. They've obviously really needed a center. So like in isolation, sure, you could get a center. That's great. Like the, the move makes sense until you realize they still have zero direction. Like the, obviously in terms of if all you want to do is get better, sure, Nakapurtle does make you better. It's a good trade. I think it's a lot of value. I don't think you need a, a first and two seconds. But I mean, if you were like, if this was the last piece you needed to compete and all they needed was a center and they were like the sixth seed right now, okay, sure, fine. But really we're making this move as um as the 11 seed you're not going anywhere this year and then what person for agent yeah you got to resign him now um i'm just confused what they're what the goal is like where, what are the raptors doing Masai said he wants to keep running it back with this core like why I, I think you either have to make a big trade trade pieces for a star go get like a kevin durant i don't know if it was possible i mean when you think about it you trade og instead of um bridges maybe give up every first you've ever had a bunch of pick swaps and maybe someone else i don't know maybe it's possible i just don't know if you win with that but like you know what i mean maybe that's the right move is to go pick up a star but you're it's too late i think for that that's the issue i don't know the raptors i think i think they had to start retooling i don't think you have to blow it up but trade some of the guys with value keep who you feel is worth keeping um that's a huge debate is who you keep do you keep siakam do you keep even though he's 28 or do you keep the young guys do you keep the like scotty barnes and OG, do you keep Scotty Barnes and resign GTJ and trade everyone else? I don't know. But I think you have to do a much bigger move. Just the Yakup Hurdle trade, I don't like it. Giving up your own first when you potentially will be bad at the time frame. Just really head scratching. I'm going to take it from two angles. I think this is a great trade in terms of just piece for piece. Because Pirtle, the, the Raptors needed the true center for a while. Pirtle does that. Not that much value for Pirtle. But they do need to resign him. I think they can. Whatever. I think that's a good trade. But. Like like you, I agree. What what the hell is the direction of the Raptors? The entire season, we've been hearing rumors. Fred Van Vliet getting traded. Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, maybe even Siaka, but none of it happened? Are you kidding? The only thing they did was get another player? They didn't even retool? That's crazy to me. I agree with you. They need to retool, but in my opinion, I don't even think they need to retool anymore. I think they need to blow it up. But Masai never really likes blowing it up, does he? So I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I think they need to blow it up. They need to trade OG. They they should trade away Siakam. I don't think Siakam's good enough to trade like build around. I don't I don't understand why the Raptors' goal is just to be a top top six seed maybe at their ceiling and get get lost in the first round. Like I don't understand. They need to blow it up or they need to make a big trade, like you said. So I don't understand what they're doing. I, I don't think I need to say anything more. You you covered most of it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I think we're both in agreement here. It's just in isolation, sure, not terrible value. I just think it's a lot for Jakob on a rental. I mean, if we think about it from the standpoint he's a rental, the gap I understand they got a lot of good guys for um, Kyrie, but like the gap between Jakob Pertl and Kyrie is huge. But the pick compensation was identical. I know, I know there was players. The players have a lot of value, but still, it's just interesting to think about on a one-year rental. What they got, um, maybe they they, they definitely think they can resign Pertl. I think if they're doing this. If not, I just don't even get it. If they don't re-sign Pirtle, this trade is is an F for the Raptors. Like it, I know that's looking back on it, but even right now, I don't like it. I think it's I eat 
I think you you can't just look at it in a vacuum for this trade. Some you can, this you can. I think you have to look at the bigger connotations of this trade. It's like a D, honestly. I just don't I just don't get it. Um, obviously great for this first. I think you got enough value for um, for Brew. I know it's not like if you're trading away that value, you don't feel bad. But if you're getting that back, you do really like the value for for rental. Should we um we can breeze through a bunch of teams that made smaller moves and just quickly talk about them teams that maybe didn't make moves. Um. We can start with the East. The Celtics go got go and got Mike Muscala, correct? For three seconds. Correct. Uh, I think it was a pretty good move. People don't really know who Mike Muscala is. He's he's a tall guy who can shoot. Replaces Luke Cornett's minutes like nothing else. He's just a good rotational player. That's it. Yeah, I agree. I really like. I actually really really like Mike Muscala. I kind of have a running joke with some people about just the fact that I like Mike Muscala and I watch his games. Um, <laughs> he had a game winner. He had a game winner in the bubble once that like forced a bunch of things to switch I believe like in terms of picks and who teams got it was kind of wild that the team that he was on I think it was OKC at the time like moved down a pick or something it was nuts but <laughs> yeah he, he can shoot he's a big who can shoot um, he was a part of uh, that terrible Avika Zubox trade but you know like at the Lakers traded him at the deadline they traded Avika Zubox at the deadline for Mike Wiscala and then Zubox became really good and they lost Mike Wiscala 20 games later so like you know trades with Mike Wiscala haven't looked good this one does I really like it but um Next up, we got the Bucks. They made the Jay Crowder trade. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I think he does fill a role for the Bucks because he fills up PJ Tucker role. The, the, that tough defender who can shoot threes. He probably hasn't played in a while. He'll probably be a bit rusty. But they gave away quite a bit. They gave away five seconds, which is a lot. They gave away J- Jordan Nawara, whatever. No one really cares. And who's... The, George Hill. I think George Hill, good shooter for them. So, uh, I think it's... A, Decent trade for the Bucks. I wouldn't say it's a game changer, but it's not bad. Uh, it's worth mentioning the George Hill trade is actually separate. They traded George Hill for a second round pick to the Pacers. Oh, okay, my fault. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. But yeah, um, I don't know. Five seconds is a lot, but when you look at what Phoenix wanted for Jay Crowder, they wanted like a first and a young player. They were being insane about his value. So if you had to go get him, it felt like it was a necessary move. Sure, I don't know. It's something crazy. I think the Bucks just felt like they're going to keep running it with this core. Um, similar to what the Celtics did, a lot of these teams in the East are just going to go try to get a role player. When we look at the Sixers, yes, they did a very similar thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not awful. I mean, Jordan Nora has been has been pretty bad this year. I like Nora as a young player. He had one of the the craziest ankle breakers plus celebrations. <laughs> I mean, he looked he looked good on, in younger years, but yeah, he's not going to be a part of this team going forward because he's. I just don't really know where he stands. So it's not awful. Um, you don't really need the seconds again. The Bucks did this before. The, they traded four seconds for Mirotic. Trading five for Jay Crowder is pretty damn similar. About four or five years later, once they got to a point where they had the picks again, but um, yeah, not not awful. We look next, then we can look at the Sixers. They went and got rid of Matisse Thybul, brought in Jalen McDaniels. What do you think about that too? I, I don't care about this trade at all. Matisse is uh, Matisse is overrated. He's a good defender. He can't play because he cannot shoot for the life of him. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, he's he's a pretty good player. He's better than Matisse for the rotation for Philly, I think. But I don't think it's any difference at all for me. So whatever. Yeah, I just think I think they did decent. I mean, if you weren't gonna play Matisse, if you didn't think that the the offense was outshining the defense, honestly, um, I've been talking to some people that don't believe he's even that good of a defender anymore because he's been figured out. So, you know, I mean, he's one of the best three point shot contesters in basketball still, but maybe he's not the best perimeter defender anymore. I haven't honestly watched enough like Matisse Thibault defensive highlights. Jelly McDaniels is the worst McDaniels, but he's still not bad, so it's not it's not awful. Um, I don't know how much he'll play come playoff time, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we can look at the Cavs really quick. 
they didn't make a move. Do you think that was the right decision, or do you think it was worth pushing a little bit more to go in, considering the fact there is those four teams all fighting for the top three seed, and I think you're going to need a top three seed to win a championship this year in the East. So what do you think about that? I would have pushed for a little bit more. I think they need that forward. I don't like Isaac Okoro that much. He's just been better as of late. But I think they could have done something like the Jay Carter trade. They should have done something like that to get a forward that can play for them. But I think it's not that big of a deal because they, they're they still a pretty solid team. So I don't, I don't think it's a big deal, but they could have traded for a forward. Yeah, I think I I don't know exactly what the deal looks like because I haven't really looked at it, but Isaac Okoro is probably not going to be it for their rotation. Uh, I also could have seen them trading Karis Levert. He's looked a little better, but Karis Levert's completely inefficient. Uh, Karis Levert, a team with Karis Levert is probably not going to win a championship um, anytime soon. I think they could have competed this year. I don't know. I think you could either yeah like traded Okoro Levert to a team to get a, a rental guy, a rental forward shirt, and, and then trade them a younger piece to go with it. Um, I mean, they look good. They have the okay, they have the league-leading SRS. They have the second-best net rating in basketball. This is a team that, on paper, looks like it could win a championship. Um, if you ship Karis LeVert, you get a lot better on EFG. That's the only really stat, I believe. i got to look through. But um, based on my who's going to win a championship metric, the only thing they're really missing is that EFG factor. You trade away Levert for someone more efficient. Um, let the other guys shoot a bit more. I think you can get there, honestly. So, I don't know. I think this could have been a year. I think people are sleeping on the Cavs. They've looked really good. This definitely could have been a year to compete. But because their window is so large and the entire team is quite young, give, except for K-Love, uh, it's not awful. I just, I don't know. I, they, they could have competed this year, for sure. Um Heat are the other team that didn't make a move. What do we think about the Heat staying put? Pat Riley literally fell asleep at the wheel. He apparently had a deal with some other players, but like he was literally sleeping and he couldn't give approval. So it didn't go through. That's that's freaking ridiculous. The Heat needed to make a move. They suck. Like they're they're fine. They won't be that good. They need to make a move to get a score or something like that. But they they should have done something. Like it was horrible for them not to do anything. It was ugh, such an, such an L for the Heat. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree with you. I just don't know if they were. Honestly, I don't think they're competing with a championship, no matter what move they made, really, unless it was something big. I think they should have tried to make a big move, but I I just don't know. Maybe this team is maybe the, they're gonna try to do something different. Maybe you you just let this team go and you decide this wasn't a championship team. You're gonna let Kyle Lowry go if he if you even can if he's a free agent at this point because he that that never that just didn't work. I think that's maybe the issue with the Heat the last few years. The Kyle Lowry thing just didn't work and they tried to make a championship team with him oh he's still under contract for another year that's brutal um <laughs> but yeah i i don't know maybe you just you phone it in maybe you try to trade him and bother maybe just run it for one more year see if you can do it again maybe uh bam and hero take a big enough step i don't know maybe just try one more time uh trade next year i don't know i just i don't like hate it because honestly i don't think they were winning either way but yeah it is interesting this is a team that's losing its window quite quickly in terms of this core Although they have the pieces to move forward, hence why I don't hate it. Um, the Knicks go and get Josh Hart. What do we think about that? I think they should have played Cam Reddish more. But I think Josh Hart is a guy that does everything they need. He's a g- amazing rebounding guard. The guy is actually perplexing how he's getting so many boards. Good defender. He can shoot. Does the dirty work. Fills all the holes for the Knicks. Decent trade for the Knicks, I think. Uh, I love Josh Hart. I really do. So in a vacuum, value-wise, not terrible. But looking at the bigger picture, I really don't like this trade. Josh Hart, 
he used to be able to shoot. I don't know what happened. He has a shot being able to shoot in like, what has it been like? Two years, maybe three years more. I don't know. He hasn't really shot of the good clips since his rookie year, I think. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, and the Knicks desperately needed shooting. If the Knicks were going to go get anything, I think it had to be shooting. Again, don't see them competing. Um, Josh Hart's great. He's really good. The value is like that they traded away from him is decent. Um, I think he's going to opt out of his player option either way, though. And honestly, I don't see him going back to the Knicks. I know he's Villanova boys with Jalen Brunson, but I, I don't know. I don't really like it. I, I just I was like, why when I saw the trade? Um, the Atlanta Hawks definitely made a move. I'm just trying to remember what. Uh, give me a moment here. Oh, they they okay. They made Sadiq the, Bay. Right, they made the City Bay trade, and they also made the the weird Rockets trade where they gave away Justin Holliday and Kaminsky and got Gary Bird and Bruno Fernando. Uh, what do you think about the Hawks? I'm not even going to talk about the Rockets trade. I could not care less about that. Um, but the Sadiq Bay trade, I like the trade for them. I uh, the, the, it's put in jeopardy because of Gary Payton's physical. Like Blazers medical team is ridiculous. That's so unethical. I, I but let's not talk about that right now. I think it's a good trade for the Hawks. Sadiq Bay is. A good player for them. He's a shooter. He's a he has potential to be even better than that. He has defensive potential. So I think it's a good trade for the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just quickly talk about this, but it's it's, it's not bad. I don't know. I just I don't really see the point. Maybe is the issue. Um, you already had DeAndre Hunter playing a very similar role to Sadiq Bay. You already had John Collins, who still hasn't been shipped. Like he's he's coming off the bench for you, which maybe is fine. I mean, again, he's also like. A similar like shooting small forward to Bogdanovich. Like I don't know. I just don't think he fits. The, the value's not there. I, the value's there. Like in terms of five seconds for DC, sneak base, not bad. He's never been on a good team, so we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. I just don't really. Good team. Atlanta is not a good team, dude. Uh okay. Considering he's been on the Pistons for okay, that's like, fair. Years. That's fair. I bet it's sorry. You're, yeah. 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 Okay, sorry. A team above five hundred. Okay. With that. Okay. Are they even above five hundred um, right now? Yeah, one game, just just barely. <laughs> okay. Um, the Wizards made mostly negligible moves. Yes, let's let's check. Uh, well, other than the Hachimura trade, but we already talked about. Yeah, that. we were talking about that. That was that was too long ago. That we'll let that be. I don't think they made any the, other trades. No, they didn't. Do we want to talk about the Bulls really quick? Um, because they didn't make a major move. I've talked to a lot of Bulls fans, and I think they needed to do one of two things. They should have blown it up, or they should have like swung for the fences, not something wild, but like. I think they should have just blown it up. They they have four players they need to resign. They should have traded at least two of them. They need to sign Vooch, Kobe White. Ooh, I don't know. The other two players are slipping my mind. But they need to resign a lot of players. They should have moved them because they're gonna lose them anyways. So But I don't really care. The Bulls are gonna be in the middle of the pack anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know what the Bulls direction is. I just I really I don't get I just don't get the Chicago Bulls. I don't I don't know what the point is. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I just feel like it blowed up. They, they, they tried. It didn't work. Um, you're not going to be able to resign guys. I just I just don't get the goal of the Bulls. You could have traded at least a role player. You could have traded like a Drummond. Or they wanted the value they wanted for Caruso was nuts. I get he's good, but that's insane to me. I don't know. I think I, I like you could have got decent value for him if you just lowered your expectations. Look. I think we're going to look back at the Bulls trade, like the Magic Bulls trade, as one of the worst trades in NBA history, depending on the draft pick this year. They already. Oh. Like, can you imagine? I, I love Franz Wagner, bro. I, I just—it was a horrible trade for for Vucevic. Okay, fair enough. I think 
at the time I was like, wow, this is good. Booch is a really good player. And then I realized the Bulls aren't going to do anything with it. Yep. So maybe that, that was the issue. Maybe uh, Pacers just made the George Hill trade. I believe that was it. So we won't go into them mm-hmm. too much. Um, the Magic, they made the Obama trade. We were talking about that. I don't know. That was confusing trade to me. Because getting one second back for Bomba and Pat Bev. Did they ship Pat Bev again? They did. That? Uh, I think they're they're su- they're waving him. I think they're buying him out. Oh, they're waving him. Okay, so yeah. it's like whatever. I don't know. I just really like, one second from Obama after like all this. They've been like they've been keeping him and like they um they were they kept working on it. They, they didn't trade him. They didn't trade him. They didn't trade him. And now you're trading for a second. Odd. Um, we are talked to the Hornets. I believe we already talked about the Pistons as well in terms of those trades. Um, and then in terms of the West, so everyone in the West gets better. Uh, briefly, uh, what do you think about the Nuggets acquiring Thomas Bryant? Good trade. I don't think he'll play that many minutes because Jokic is going to play like 40 minutes at center in the playoffs, but good trade. He he's yeah. plays like a bully ball, can shoot, whatever. I think it's actually a little bit more impactful than anything because now they don't have to ever play DeAndre Jordan again, which is awesome. True, Jordan is so bad. I mean... I think I think he's gonna play it a, a little bit more. I mean, maybe that's fair because yeah, there's obviously Jokic, but I don't think I think it's a good trade. I think it's really good. Um, the Grizzlies are gonna go get Luke Kennard. I think that's great for them. Good fit. They needed the shooting. They they can't shoot other than Desmond Bain. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they said they were fine in the West. I don't know. They, <laughs> they are. Anymore. They are not. <laughs> But their their defensive rating is just so high, so I think they can definitely. That's the teams with Luke Kennard that they can defend well. Like I would say, Clippers teams with old, they're still not bad. Um, it's completely fine. You can just hide him um, if you're a good defensive team. He doesn't play enough minutes anyway for it to truly kill you. But this team is not even close. They have the 23rd ranked uh, effective field goal in the league. No team in the Mountaineer has won, uh, or I guess it's the last decade, uh, without a top. Actually, I think top five. It was top five. Um, 20 is not going to cut it at all. This team needed shooting to get better. Um, and, but obviously the window's large enough and you can compete with Luke Kennard going forward. So yeah, good trade. Kings, uh, stay still. What do we think about that? Good. I think it was good for them to stay still. I don't want them to overreact to the fact that Beam Team is really good this year. They might not be that good next year, but I think it was just good to stay put. They have a good culture. They have good players around them. One player that could have moved was... Barnes, but I think that was unnecessary. So I kind of like that they stay still, stayed still. I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. If you're going to compete in the playoffs, you can't move Barnes because he's the guy who's been there. Um, and obviously Sabonis has too, but I think you needed a guy who's like been there, been there. And Barnes, I think, is great for the team. For Harrison Barnes, and yeah, I, I just don't think they're they're winning. Everyone in the West got better except for them, but that's fine because I don't think they're really winning in the first place. I don't know. Maybe if they were good enough defensively, if they decided to make some sort of move to get better defensively maybe but i still don't think that like brings them to the right level um the kings are saying i just think they need to make the playoffs this year that's all i think they need to do i think every like move they make is not like you you could look at it as a bad trade even like that's a bonus trade still isn't a great trade but like they also had to make the playoffs at some point it's been too long um we were talking about the maps clippers pelicans trade really quickly uh do you remember do you want to talk about it briefly josh richardson for tay graham in four seconds was it yep good for the Pels if they want to compete or be a good playoff team because Richardson's way better than Tegram. They get off Tegram's contract so I think it's a good trade for the Pels. I think it's a really good trade for the Pels actually looking at the future. I mean, currently Jay Rich on a good team. I don't know. He's always weird. Like, he, he's moved around a lot. Every time he goes to a good team he's kind of like, okay. Um, so, we'll, we'll see. 
I, I think it's helpful. I think we needed a point guard. Now you don't have to play Dyson Daniels in the playoffs necessarily as much. Um, I didn't mind the thought of playing Dyson Daniels, honestly. Um, I just think Tay Graham is bad. He can't defend anyone. Um, but the, the more important thing is you get out of two years of his salary coming forward because Jay Rich gets off a contract this year. So if you don't resign him, you're saving yourself about $13 million for each of the next two seasons after this one. That's huge to go get another guy. I think the Pels window is so large that this is actually the perfect deal. I'm really glad they didn't overcommit because too many injuries, they've slipped in the standings, and there's no re- need, uh, need to overcommit. Uh, quickly, we didn't talk about the Timberwolves side of the D-Lo trade. What do you think about that? Confusing. I I, I don't get it. D-Lo for... Okay, Conley's a better fit, but like I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think they could have gotten more value for D-Lo in the offseason. So, yeah, I, I don't get it for the Timberwolves. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I don't get it at all. I... I, I why are you adding Mike Conley? This team isn't good. I just, I don't get it. They're, they're, they've been better as of late, but yeah, the Timberwolves are a weird team. They always are. The Gobert trade was weird. They, they just, I don't know. They're so odd. Um, we won't touch on the Warriors just because I don't know if that GPT trade is going to go through, but it, it's not bad, right? Like if it does go through, I, I think it's worth it. Be. But I think it's kind of stupid because it could have just re-signed him for the same contract he's on in the off season. But whatever, let's. Yeah, it might that's, that's what I. Yeah. Um, Thunder get out of Mike Muscala for three seconds. Solid, right? Yep. Um, the Jazz decide that, rightfully so, that they weren't going to like do anything this year. They they take on Westbrook's contract in the uh, in the D-Lo trade. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's fine because he's expiring anyway. He's not going to be signed. I think they're going to waive him or buy him out anyways. So uh, I think it was a good trade for the Jazz. I think they could have gotten a little bit more value for both Jared Vanderbilt and D-Lo. Wait, sorry, not D'Lo. And uh, Mike Conley. Jared Vanderbilt, Mike Conley. And, oh, sorry, and Malik Beasley. So, three three huge pieces. I think they could have gotten two seconds, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I think they could have got way more value. I am shocked, but maybe they just, like, try to get out of all these contracts. Like, maybe the Malik Beasley... Maybe maybe no one views Malik Beasley as an asset anymore, and maybe no one could take him on, so getting out of his contract solid, maybe. Um, I think Vanderbilt... And- was worth a lot more. I think Conley's worth more. Westbrook is not a value. His asset is not valuable. You're going to let him go. You're going to buy him out either or let him expire. So one first feels really low, but that's not the end of the world. Um, do you want to talk about the Blazers medical team real quick? What the f- no, I actually, like, it actually gets me pressed thinking about the Blazers medical team. They're injecting him with pain meds? Are you... like What? How did Gary Payton 2 even let that happen? Like, what the... F- what? That's crazy. The NBA. So there's something with the NBA that they they change the rules this year. How they have to have some like medical un- unveiling or like revealing to every single team that's having the trade right now, and they didn't do it, which means that the Warriors can have the NBA launch an investigation, which will take several months on the Blazers. So they need to be held culpable for something, man. That's crazy to me. Yep. No, I, I don't disagree. And you add Matisse Thybulle for what? I don't know. Ugh, weird. Everything the Blazers did is is really poor in this deadline. I won't lie. I just don't. I I I've never got what they were doing. I still thought like even when they made the Jeremy Grant trade. I was like, wow, this is a good trade for value, but it makes no sense for the direction. And yeah, it also the medical team sucks. I just Blazers future not looking good. Um, we talked about the Lakers. We talked about the Spurs. They got. I think they just got good enough value for Pirtle. And the Rockets only made the one Gary Bird trade. Who the heck cares? That was probably the most random trade well they made the, the Eric Gordon trade but whatever oh true yes 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 um, I'm just happy they got him out of there yeah me too me chance. too I'm so happy that he has a chance to be on a good team he's been stuck there for like three years 
Yeah, it was. He signed his extension the year before they blew it up. That's that was really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they could have got a little more value. They're gonna buy out probably both John Wall and Danny Green. I think they did already. So I don't they know. bought out Danny but, Green. Yeah. Yeah, and John Wall. They get one pick swap. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of odd. I feel like you could have a little more value, but whatever. He has on a big enough contract that maybe there was no value there to be had. But yeah, that does it for uh, for the NBA trade deadline. Really crazy. A few moves we didn't talk about for sure because there was a lot of. Um, really minor deals, but I feel like we touched on most of it. Like we didn't talk about the Dario Sarge Darius Baisley trade. Who cares? Um stuff like that. But you know, there's there was a lot there was a lot that occurred. I think it was one of the more interesting deadlines. Um the amount of um SRPs that were traded is nuts because teams realize you could trade as many of those in the next seven years as you want. Uh forty three I believe it was is an absolutely insane number. But yeah, it's a really, really crazy deadline. Yeah, I agree. And you never really see a superstar like KD get moved to the deadline either. So what a what a wild deadline. So we'll call it an episode then. Make sure to check out all our socials. We're on Instagram at Dishing Heat Pod. We release content every single day. We also release it on TikTok. We're actually launching a website soon that features a blog that one of our friends, Newer, will be writing, I think, two articles a week. So it'll detail a lot more things than we can get through in just one minute videos. So make sure to check that out. I'll, I'll post that link in our link tree. So make sure to follow and like. Until next week, we're out.